live from the Salvation Army National Headquarters, this is the Fight for Good podcast. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Fight for Good podcast. I'm your host, Lieutenant Colonel Tim Foley. We're broadcasting here from our studios at National Headquarters in Alexandria, Virginia. And here with me today is the assistant to the editorial director, Michelle Caceres. It's so good to see you again today. Uh, for our listeners, we're recording a lot of different things today uh, in, in our little studio here. But the one thing that continues to amaze me is how you're finding all of these different Tube, YouTube, I want to say tubers, <laughs> but it's not tubers. It's not tubers, right? It's YouTubers. Right. YouTubers, influencers. Yeah. Is there another Bloggers. acronym? Bloggers. In- influencers, content creators. Content creators. Yeah. I was going to ask realm. you about that. What What exactly is a content creator? Yeah, so it's anyone basically who is a influencer in a way, um, someone who creates online content such as YouTube videos or is a blogger or just straight up has a great Instagram account. Um, so anybody who's just bringing that fresh content to online. So you ran across another one mm-hmm. and her name is Tiffany Rogers. Yes. She talks about staying true to yourself even when the rest of the world doesn't agree with you, mm-hmm. you know, kind of how to, how to stand up. Who is Tiffany? So she is a uh, a blogger and an influencer, um, and what really got my attention with her blog was well, I I judge people's websites. It's like judging a book by its cover, you know. I, I, if I love your website, like you're gonna get my attention, and her website definitely got my attention. Um, but most importantly, like she kind of reminds me of myself. Like we both work nine to five jobs, and you know have to pay. For, for our living and everything, but yet we have this creative side hustle, you know, when we leave work. And so I really resonated with her. Um, One of her posts went viral, which is every blogger's dream. It's to have that one post go viral. And when it did, the way she handled the situation was just phenomenal because she got a lot of backlash from it. Um, So yeah, so that's just kind of how I found her. Well, here's Michelle's interview with Tiffany Rogers. Um, well, let's go ahead. Go ahead and start by telling me a bit about yourself, your background, um, all that good stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, my name is Tiffany Rogers, and I started a blog about five years ago. And then I started sharing those blog posts on my social media, mainly Instagram and Facebook, about three years ago, almost coming up on. And so, yeah, I I don't blog full time yet. Um, I actually work as a server on the side, but um, when I'm not working as a server, I'm writing, I'm sharing captions and photos on Instagram, and really it's just things that the Lord has placed on my heart. Um, A lot of my ministry is sharing about my personal experiences and just kind of the things that I'm going through, but also that the Lord is working through in me. Um, So I think, yeah, that's that's kind of what I do now. that's kind of how like I was able to grow the platform on Instagram and Facebook that I that I have was because um, I've been blogging and I got to a point I read a book by John Bevere called Gooder God and when I read that book the Holy Spirit challenged me to um, really look into what it would take to grow 
um, a platform and not just to have more numbers, but he opened my eyes to realize that if I'm not doing my part to share what the Lord has placed on my heart to share, then I felt like I would be in disobedience. And so I went on Pinterest and started like researching like how to grow a following, like how do you direct traffic to your website, all these things. And um, just following some simple steps, the Lord really like blessed that step of obedience and we kind of are where we are now. But um, more on my background, I actually grew up as a missionary. My parents, my parents are currently missionaries in Mexico City and that's where I grew up. Um, I was born in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, and that's actually where I live now, Broken Arrow slash Tulsa. So, but yeah, I grew up in Mexico, so I am very familiar with the Mexican and Hispanic culture. I obviously speak fluent Spanish, and um, yeah, I, I just, I never thought that I would be doing ministry at all. I didn't feel like that's what I was called to, but um, it's funny how the Lord works and changes your heart and changes your desires to be more like his desires as we spend time with him. And that's kind of what happened was um, he gave me a heart and a desire and a passion and a gift for writing. And um, as I surrendered that to him, he is using it now to minister to people online. And that's not something I ever thought that I would be doing. So, Wow, that's awesome. And you said that your parents um, were doing missionary work in Mexico. Is that correct? Yep, my parents are missionaries in Mexico City. Uh, been there since 1990. Oh wow! 1990. And are you? Um, 90, 94. Sorry. Okay, and you like grew, that. but you grew up in the United States. No, I grew up in Mexico City. Oh wow! Okay, when did you? What yeah. age were you when you came? Um, when you came over here? So I moved with my family. I was three at the time when we moved to Mexico, and I didn't move back to the States until I was 18 to go to college. Oh, wow. Were you kind of scared, yeah. like, being so far away um, from your family? Um, yeah, it was definitely a culture shock, to say the mm -hmm. least. Like, I yeah, had come definitely. back to the States, obviously, several times, like, throughout the summers and stuff. Like, we would come back to visit and for conferences and stuff like that. But definitely moving to the States was a huge culture shock. It was, I mean, for the first time in my life, I was on my own. And right. not only was I on my own, but I was in a different culture. I was in a different country. And so, yeah, like, at first, it definitely was an adjustment to, like, you know, be on your own, just like it is for anyone who's leaving home. But it was also the added bonus, I guess you could call it, of like being in a totally new country for the first time ever. Oh, yeah. I mean, when I left for college, I was only two hours away from my family. Like, I couldn't imagine oh, wow. me, you know, more yeah. than two hours. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's yeah. Wow, that's really brave of you, too. Because, I mean, I know people go oh, out thanks. of state, but like you went out of the country. So, yeah. That's yeah, huge. it's crazy too. Yeah, all me, both my siblings and I. Um, I have an older sister and a younger brother, and we all went to um, Oral Roberts University here in Tulsa. And wow. so, yeah, we all left. We all left town to to come to the states and get our education. So nice. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, you did kind of talk about like how you felt like it was like your your call from God. But is there um, mm -hmm. like a main message of your blog, or just like the most important thing? You, thing you want readers to take away from totally yes the one thing I tell people and it's I think it's in my like bio page or my about section mm. is I want whoever comes across and this goes for my blog as well as like my Instagram like and my Facebook anything I post online really mm. my hope and my prayer my goal is that people would be 
encouraged and challenged to live with Jesus on the throne of their hearts. And that's kind of like almost like my motto. Yeah. Um, because I know what it's like to put other things and other people and um, other ideas and other desires on the throne of our hearts to make those things our king. And I know how devastating it is and how unfulfilling it is and how um, uh, foolish truly it is to to want anything more than we want Jesus. And so that's really my desire and my goal is to encourage people with everything I say, everything I post, everything I write and share about ultimately I want that to point them towards Jesus being on the throne of their hearts. Before we get back to the conversation with Colonel Foley, I just want to take a moment to talk about Peer Magazine. Peer is a Salvation Army youth publication for 16 to 22 year olds. By addressing topics related to faith, community, and culture, Peer ignites a conversation that deepens biblical perspective, faith, and holy living. Peer is a monthly magazine that comes directly to your mailbox for free almost every month. Just visit peermag.org to subscribe. Again, that's peermag.org. Okay, so so now we know you know some more about you. Um, so one of the topics I wanted to discuss was about friendships. Um, I know mm-hmm. it sounds odd because we are like adults, and I feel like you make your friends more like in your you know younger like teenage years, but. Mm-hmm. You know, as you grow in life, you're always meeting new people. You're always going to make some sort of friends, and that could be on different totally. levels. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So throughout just, you know, your your whole life, um, did you ever find, like, trouble with making new friends because of your faith or just because you've been mm-hmm. so open about your beliefs? You know, I went through a season um, about three years ago, kind of when everything um, hit the fan for me and I like really turned my right, life around for the Lord that I really did go through a season of dryness and friendships. Mm-hmm. And it was because I knew that the Lord was separating me from something for something. And at the time it was really hard and I felt really abandoned and rejected and betrayed by people who I thought I was close to and people who I had built friendships with for years. Um, and I cried, I remember crying out to the Lord and it just being so sad that like these friendships that I really valued were not in my life anymore. And I felt responsible and I felt, you know, guilt and all these things. And the Lord just was so sweet to show me and remind me that he was separating me on purpose. Not that I was better than them or not that like they didn't right. have a plan or a call or that there was something necessarily wrong with them. But for whatever reason, the Lord needed me separate from all of it, separate from kind of the past, separate from my old ways. And obviously with time, I came to realize that it was because he was planting me and preparing me for um, something greater. And a lot of that came out in my writings and, and, you know, getting published and kind of all of this taking off for me. Mm -hmm. Um, But it really, it really was hard because I was talking about things on my blog that a lot of people did not agree with. I offended a lot of people and, that really hurt because I care deeply how people feel mm-hmm. and I never thought that I'd be the type of person to like make waves especially with something that I wrote and felt in my heart to share but um man the Lord taught me a lot in that season and um I'm thankful for it now but but yeah like I definitely have had to set friendships aside for what I felt the Lord was calling me into and at the end of the day like that's always been worth it you know and something that I'm thankful that 
the Lord had me do. Wow. Um, and then, again, you kind of answered it, but if you can go a little bit more in depth, like how did you handle those tough situations with your friends, like internally and externally? Like how did you handle it with them? But yeah. then how did you kind of make peace within yourself? Yeah, totally. So I encourage, so it was maybe, I think it was like two weeks after, because um, it took like at least a full week for the comments to start dying down. Okay. Um, so for like, yeah, at least a week it was like being shared and all these things were being said and all the messages were being received. So it took a week for that to kind of die. And then a week later I posted a stat, like a, a Facebook status where I basically defended myself and I just, and I, but then I also extended an invitation to anyone who disagreed to reach out to me. And I said, I will not, you know, turn you down if you have a genuine question or concern for me and you want to talk about it in like a very um, humane and um, mutual way. Like I will, I am more than happy to like talk to you and like go into a discussion about this. I'm not going to be so one-sided that I'm not willing to hear your thoughts and opinions. So anyway, what I did was I opened up an opportunity for people to reach out to me if they had genuine questions. And I did. I, I got a good response from that. And I had a lot of people reach out who had differing opinions. And we were able to, for not, for, not with everyone, because a lot mm -hmm. of people did not try and contact me amicably. But with those who were willing to participate in that way, um, with, you know, showing kindness towards one another, we were able to have a, a honest, difficult, but ultimately respectful conversation about where we were both at and why each of us felt the way that we did. And those conversations didn't always end in us agreeing on the topic, but they did always end in a mutual respect and appreciation that, you know, I appreciated they would want to reach out to talk about this further. And they appreciated that I would be open to that. You know what I mean? So, I think one way for me to deal with that was welcoming people to talk to me who had a differing opinion, but who were obviously willing to um, go about talking about that in a in a respectful way. And so, yeah, I feel like I'm not the type of person who is um, scared of confrontation. I've never really been like one of those people who like avoids confrontation. Um, right. Obviously it's not fun, but like, I, I just feel like I know that confrontation is not a bad thing when you handle it in the correct way. And um, if you're going to talk to someone and be respectful and know that the, your end goal is not to get them to believe you or to agree with you, but your end goal is to um, just understand each other maybe better and and the end goal is to ultimately have like a loving and respectful conversation I think anything can be solved if that is your ultimate heart behind the issue oh my gosh I swear I'm the only person who has ever said confrontation doesn't have to be bad and then <laughs> Yes, like, girl. did, did we just it. become best friends? <laughs> I love it. Yes. <laughs> I used to always, I'm, I'm literally the same way. I used to always tell people, like, confrontation doesn't be bad. You just address the problem, yeah. you know? And exactly. people look at me like exactly. I'm it's so not that weird. Hard. 
Yeah, no, it's it not. makes it so much worse when you don't confront someone. It makes it so much worse. I absolutely Because you shut agree. things under the rug, you you let emotions hide and fester and bitterness builds up, and then you blow up on someone who didn't even hurt you to begin with, and you're like, why did I do that? Why am I the way that I am? It's because you didn't want to deal with confrontation, honey. Right. I, anyway, yeah. I completely, completely agree. Um, yeah. And then, you know, I mean, I feel like you're answering all the questions together, but <laughs> what do you think um, is some really good advice that you've personally been given when it deals with friendship? Like whether it was your mom or another friend, like who's given you the best yeah. advice and what was it? I think a good piece of advice I've been given about friendships is that um some friendships are seasonal, and that's okay. Um, it's okay that some friendships aren't going to be forever friends, and it's okay that some friendships come and go as the tides change in our lives. And that doesn't mean that we have to have, you know, a, a blow up with someone for a season to change or for that relationship or friendship to end. But that I just I have found in the course of the past three years that the Lord has radically changed my heart and as I've continuously grown in my relationship with him and I want to make it clear like I don't mean that you get a new friend group when you think that you're finally better than them that's not what I mean at all I think that our journeys are with the Lord before they're with anyone else and yes we do life with people and in community and that's how God designed it too but um, sometimes those people in those communities change and as long as you're following the Lord and as long as he is your end goal and as long as the road and the journey that you're going on is chasing after Jesus, he's going to bring the right people alongside you in every season of life as you turn, every corner, as you go along, every new road. Like Some people are going to be there forever, and I do have those friendships in my life that I know are there for life, but I've struggled in the past with being like, oh, man, I was so close to these people or these group of people for this time in my life and it was so significant and I'm so sad that that that's not the case and like have I done something wrong and I always have to go back and be reminded that if I know I'm following the Lord and if those you know relationships or friendships changed over the course of time then I don't have to question whether I did anything wrong or whether I missed it or whatever if I know I'm following after Jesus then I I believe and trust that he's going to bring the people alongside me who who need to be there um, in those different Mm -hmm. seasons of life. So That was Tiffany Rogers. Michelle, there's a a question that is just kind of popping out after listening to your interview and and reading your article uh, with, with Tiffany. She, again, she talks about, you know, being, true to yourself what do you think it, that means what does it mean to stay to stay true to yourself um you know i think like the biggest thing is you know who you are inside and it's all your quirks and it's all the ha- habits good and bad it's the way you speak it's you know like your your dialect and the words you use and i always think like yes it's important to be respectful but you also just need to like allow yourself to be you so whereas like i speak very fast um you know like i i like what i like and i stopped hiding those things like i I love reality tv love 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 it like it's probably disgusting to most people how much i love reality tv but i stopped hiding that from people and instead i started embracing it and when i started telling people like my favorite tv show is vanderpump rules and i do watch the kardashians 
I realized other people were like, wait, I watched that too. And then we bond over that versus me being like, oh, you know, I love the Animal Planet and then Channel 9 News. Like, no, that's not what I like. So it was, it was, you know, I think just being yourself and being open about your interests and you're embracing your personality. I think you'll get more authentic friendships and connections that way. Do you think a person kind of grows into that where they're, or do they, is there a certain age where all of a sudden they're comfortable with who it is they are? I do believe the older you get, the more comfortable you are with yourself. Because I obviously, when you're younger, you're still trying to find out who you are and what you like, and times are going to change. And, you know, so that, yes, but I think the younger you can start with just being confident in yourself and being okay with liking things that maybe other people don't like, I think you'll kind of set yourself up better for the future. And one of the dangers that I've been reading about in social media is the, that we're, we're connected. People are, are connected digitally, but they're not necessarily connected in, in an emotional or real state uh, because, you know, uh, things are different. I mean, we don't spend time with people. We're kind of, we, we look at our phones and, I mean, you can you can see that all over the place. What what does it take? Do you think uh, to keep friendships vital and vibrant and and healthy? Um, and I do think everyone's situation is different and at different like ages as well. But I think again, the most important thing is like if you shouldn't be friends with someone just to post about it on Instagram. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, it, it's hard. Like I. I am the worst at texting. Like, I mean, I'm good. Like, if you text me, I'll respond in five seconds. But I, when I lived in a different state, I was rarely the first one to reach out to my own best friends. Like, and that just, that was just me. And so, but they knew that. So they would meet me halfway, you know? And they, I knew, like, if I needed them, I could FaceTime them at any time, which was great. But those are my real, for the ones that really reached out to me, even though I lived, in like, a thousand miles away, was still, like, that was the most important. So I think just knowing, um, I don't want to say, like, love languages, but friendship languages, you know, that, like, if you know, like, what you can contribute to a friendship and then what your other friend can contribute, and then you meet each other halfway. When you have those people that don't meet halfway, it's just going to implode. So Tiffany found in her moment of of crisis and a moment of fame that came her way that Mm -hmm. she kind of wanted, but maybe not in the situation that she wanted. She mm-hmm. found out who her true friends really yeah, were. Yeah, definitely. You know, those you know. She had, again, those like friendship languages, those people who did reach out to her, but at the same time gave her space because she like, after that, she logged off. She was like, I'm, I'm done. She gave herself time before she like backlashed at other people as well. Like she wasn't reactive. She took everything in. And kind of like took a moment. So there are people who gave her her space and also reached out to her at the appropriate times versus people attacking her. And I think that that really helped. Yeah. And an unfortunate side effect of social media is where people can just vent whatever if you do or say certain thing. We've talked a little bit about that before. And I guess I've been concerned about the number of YouTubers and, and young people who have have. Um, taken their lives just because of um, you know they maybe they don't have that sense of balance and they don't have those people that they can really rely on what I really liked about your interview here with Tiffany is that the the the, the, towards the end, you were asking you know about you know bits of advice to younger generations, and <laughs> she said something that I've been saying for um, uh, nearly four decades of ministry. Uh, 
stay in the word spend time in god's word you know 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 uh your 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 god know god's word and know how to be able to stand in those kind of situations was there anything else uh, in at tiffany's uh interview that that kind of is a highlight for you um, she was just so awesome to talk with. We actually follow each other on Instagram now. Like, I was just like, I just felt like I was talking to myself. She would say something and I'd be like, that's how I would have answered that question. Or or she would like tell me about her life and I'd be like, Do, are we living the same lives? Like, we both were communications majors. Like, we both worked full time. Uh, she's was the, I think, oh, I think she was the first one to go to college in her family. Like, I mean, it was just like, not looking in a mirror because that was on a phone call, but it was like, <laughs> uh, like if the on the phone was like I'm looking into a mirror. <laughs> if that makes any sense. So she was just awesome to talk to. Well, thanks again for bringing Tiffany Rogers to our attention. And if you want to read Michelle's full interview with Tiffany, please check it out at thewarcry.org. That's going to end this episode of the Fight for Good podcast. Be sure to subscribe to Fight for Good wherever you listen to podcasts, and don't forget to follow us at The War Cry and Peer on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. Until next time, this has been Fight for Good Podcast. God bless you. Subscribe to Fight for Good wherever you listen to podcasts.